0: Welcome to The Uncensored Show with your host, George Atchampal, where we share the mindset, tips, tools, strategies, and stories on how to use your money to do more of what you love and what you were called to do. Money is like gas on a road trip. Sure, you need to get where you're going, but you're not going on a tour of gas stations. Money fuels your journey. The question is, what's yours? Live life uncensored. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast. And Jacqueline, you want to do the honors of introducing today's guest?
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. As you know, the Uncensored Podcast is your go-to podcast for all things finance, business, and entrepreneurship the uncensored way. Today, we have a very special guest who is probably more familiar with the equipment than George and I are. Uh, we have DJ P for real, DJ P for real. Welcome to the show. Hi,
2: how y'all doing? Thank y'all for yeah, having man. me. This is great. Yeah, thank you for coming. It's fun. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, we're excited. We're excited to have you. So let's jump right in. Tell us how you got your title, DJ P for real.
2: Oh, um, uh, DJ P for real. So background on me: my dad's a producer and a DJ. You know, if if um if the listeners are asking, but. Yeah, so I've grew up in the studio. Um my dad was working on a project with Pharrell. And he, we were in the studio and this is the first time I met him. He's like, This is my son, this is this is P. He's like, oh, P, P Pharrell. And that's kinda how we made fun of it for a long time and that's so how I got my name.
0: <laughs> well I mean that's that's actually a pretty cool story. <laughs>
1: Okay, yeah, I like that. Well tell us a little bit more about your DJing ship. Is that a thing?
2: DJing ship? I don't think it's a thing. DJ ship? DJ ship. <laughs> as in like oh the DJ is the mean, scholarship, he, yeah, like, <laughs> It's uh
1: it's the uncentered show, so I'll just say tell us more about your DJing shit. Like, DJing, okay. Tell us more so, about your profession.
2: So my profession, yeah. So DJing. Um I've been DJing since I was nine, eight, nine. I've right. been traveling wow. for a long time, yeah. Um, just, like, mainly because of my father, obviously, right?
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and at first, I kind of didn't take it seriously because I'm a kid, you know what I'm saying? I want to go play sports and be right. outside and, you know, get dirty. And, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> so, and, you know, at some point, I kind of took it more seriously, and then I got really good. So, hey, I like talk right.
0: talking shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey,
2: I got,
1: you, I, I, <laughs> you did get really good. I'll give you your props on that. Like... <laughs> For
2: sure, it's the transitions. Yeah. Okay. It's the it's the transitions for sure. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I I take pride in what I do. You know what I'm saying? People don't understand that DJing is um it's an art and a craft. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So just not just DJing, but music in general. Anything right. anything music related, it's it's art. And craft, Absolutely. So. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So we have you on today because we want to talk more about how you made a business out of your craft. So mm-hmm. you said it. You started younger. And it was like, okay, you kinda got used to it, you, you learned to love it. So how did you learn to take that love and turn it into a business and, and you know something that ultimately affords your lifestyle?
2: Yeah, so I basically, you know, anything in the music industry is about marketing yourself, right? So you could honestly and truthfully, you don't even have to be that great of a DJ now anymore, right? Yeah. So you could be you could be okay, right? But it's all about yeah. unfortunately, about your image, how you perceive to look, and then comes how good you are. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I took that, and I made it a, a staple. So I took my personality, right? So I have a, I think I think I have a pretty good personality. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's loud, that's for sure. I think I have a pretty decent personality. I took that as long as with my image and then my skill, and then I. Especially when social media happened. So, MySpace and Facebook and everything, I took that and I just built my build my profile. So, people all kind of already knew who I was because my father.
0: Right, right.
2: But then, you know, I had to expand. I kind of wanted to expand my own route to kind of have my own image for myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense. So, like, thinking
0: about, like, because at the end of the day, entrepreneurship is entrepreneurship, right? Whether mm-hmm. you DJ, whether you do what we do. Um, and entrepreneurship, you know, especially in the beginning, or really, long-term, there can be ebbs and flows, right? Now, of course, like, if you have, like, constant, like, venues and stuff that you work with, cool, if you can kind of predict, like, I'm going to get this bag here, this bag here, Mm -hmm. but by and large, it's, like, ebbs and flows, right? so, like, how did you get to a point where you kind of created, like, some consistency with, like, your cash flow and your business? Because I think that's the biggest, that's one of the scariest things for entrepreneurs, right? It's, like, the reason why I'm keeping this job, not because I love the job, it's because I know every two weeks Mm -hmm. this bag is coming, right? So how did you create some consistency, like, with, what you do or feel more comfortable in that in that fluctuation you
2: know what I mean I'll say this Um, the music industry is probably one of the only industries where it's inconsistent you know what I'm saying where you're never gonna know when you're gonna make the next dollar or or, or do like the next um, or have the next big bag or whatever the case may be so in in my sense I I will say whatever money I do make I save I save a lot and then I also put it back into myself but also, it also, way it, it me being in, in the industry and me being in the circuit of DJing for so long, I met a lot of people, and mm-hmm. it's just, you know, I consistently get booked over and over again because they know my, my work and my consistent good work. You know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about the transition from, like, doing it for fun or a hobby to, like, actually getting paid. Like, what was that transition like?
2: Um... There really was no transition. Like when you when you really do something that you love, and you don't really look for money to do it, it it's everything becomes a plus. Right. 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 So, nah. Yeah. I I used to literally just, especially when I was a kid, I used to go to school, come home, maybe do some homework. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like like maybe, but I used to go home and go to the studio. My dad's studio, and just DJ. You know what I'm saying? And he then he finally bought my own equipment. And then I just be in my room just DJing all day every day, and even till I got older. When I came here for when I came for college uh, from New York to Atlanta to college, um, I stayed in my mom's house my sophomore year because you know your freshman year you gotta stay on campus, so I couldn't really yeah. have all my stuff on campus. Right, right, right. Then I stayed at my mom's house, I used to go home in in the basement just DJ for like hours. But that's just because that's like that's like what yeah, I like, like, like to do, sure. DJing and producing. So it's like it just came, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so you know, you don't, you don't realize that DJing is an art until you go to a club or go to an event and the, and the, and the vibe is off. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you yeah, don't, you know, don't realize it's just like, oh, this is the difference between a good DJ and a yeah. bad DJ. So, so, like, just walk us through, like, if you can, like, what goes into, like, that, the the craft of just, like, you know, knowing, like, this is a hit. Like, yeah. this is, you know what I'm saying? Like, we'll walk, walk us through that. Is it just time? Is it just experience? Like, It's
2: definitely experience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... Anybody can blend a song together. Anybody can look at a screen, right? Match numbers, and in their head, it's like, oh, this makes sense. But in reality, you listening to it, it doesn't make sense. Like right, right, right. I, I also said, I'm a producer, so it's often producers do like technical producers. Like if you're a technical engineer, you yeah. do things because you were taught like that. So you were taught to do put this plug in right here because this sound. Because I'm supposed to do this, so. right? But yeah. Well, in all reality, is how it sounds. Because right. the listener's not gonna know what you're doing right. behind right. the scenes, you know what I'm saying? Know. It's what sounds good, right? So I take that into consideration. So being the fact that I produce and I know what sounds good, you call it to DJing, you know what I'm saying? I know what's gonna sound good with this song. I know how people are gonna react if I drop it here, if I stop it here, if I start here, if I say this, I'll do that, you know what I'm saying? So along, like I say, along with experience. Like I've done a thousand shows, I've done a thousand clubs, you just get used to it, right? And I don't, I don't use headphones because I just know every song, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's, you get used to it, you know. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah
1: that makes sense. That's, that's a really good point of like, okay, a lot of people are, are taught to do things technically, right? So, I'm a certified financial planner. So, you know, formal education taught me to do financial planning, you know, X, Y, and Z type of way. But once you get out here in the field and you get experience, you're like, okay, yeah, actually, you you were taught that in theory, but it doesn't actually work in practice. Right. So I think that that's really, really interesting that you brought up that point. But as far as your like um, title being Lil Uzi's official DJ, like, tell us a little bit more about that. Was that a point that brought you more consistent cash flow? So tell us about that whole journey, how that happened, and then... Did the money
2: flow? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I started with Uzi when he first, before he became, I guess when he, what you want to say, little Uzi. You know what I'm saying? So, before he became who he is now. Mm-hmm. Um, initially, it wasn't that much cash. But, you know, like, you you, you look at situations and you can see the future. You, know, right? you can see what it could possibly be. Right. And I was optimistic about the situation and I stuck with it. Now, when he got bigger and bigger... I um, was smart enough to start doing my own thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, start my own clothing line. Um, just making sure that whatever I did with Uzi, I stood out myself. Yeah, so you're building your own brand. I built my your own brand, friend, right? So, like, if I did a show before he got on stage, I did like a 10, 15 minute set. I went, on, I went on the, I walked around the stage, talked to the crowd, let people know who I am. So. To the point where you, At the end of the show You're going to know Who DJ P for real is Regardless You know what I'm saying Even if you came for Uzi You're going to know Who I am mm-hmm. So I took that And I expanded it that way So Now That when I do When I stop doing shows After the show Promoters, promoters Owners or whatever Promoters come up to me Like hey You know You want to DJ the club Or you want know you don't do X, Y yeah, You know yeah. what I'm saying So That's
0: And what he said Like what you said Essentially is like The quintessential Like Narrative of investing, right? It's like you saw, you know, potential, right, in somebody, right? You had a skill set, valuable skill set, that you could obviously do your own thing on your own, but it's like you took a chance, right, on that situation, which ultimately you know paid dividends long term, right? It's the same thing, like in our world, right? It's like we try to identify opportunities where it's like by the time everybody's talking about it, it's too late, right? Right, so it's like if you're not willing to take a chance, like, you know what? I see something here, maybe that everybody else doesn't see yet. I'm willing to bet on this. Uh, that's how you win, you know what I'm saying. So it's just tester It's like how like what it what it looks like to be able to identify opportunity as an investor.
2: Exactly. Like okay, like everything goes hand in hand. Like if you don't take a chance on anything, you're not. It's not going to happen. Even mm-hmm. if it's right or wrong. If you don't do it, then you're not going to know the outcome of it.
0: Yeah. So. so it's like Grant Cardone said the other day. He was like, <coughs> I'm probably going to butcher the quote, but he was like, um, he said, a bad investment is always still better. Than the best spending decision that you could have made, right? That's and it. the logic was like the the number one the chance that comes from that bad investment. You know, nobody goes into a, an investment thinking it's gonna be bad, right? Right, right? So the potential outcome, and then also the lessons and experience that you learn from that particular investment. Right. That's what to right. think about.
2: It's very true. Yeah.
1: yeah. So let's take a break, real quick. We're gonna have our big money energy big money moment. energy moment. <laughs> and.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? We can't know. hear, it, but it, the
1: the audience, the listeners, <laughs> 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 we can hear. It, hey okay. Donald, shout out to Donald, out our Donald. podcast editor. So yeah. I'm glad we have DJP for real here for this big money energy moment. Uh, as you guys know, Jay has his champagne brand, and he sold half of that to Moet Hennessy. So you mm. know, shout out Jay. Groove. Absolutely, absolutely. Power so. You know, DJP. I know you don't know that our big money energy moment is just a second where we like to highlight something that's going on in the culture. So, how do you feel about that?
2: I think Jay Z is a great businessman. Great, you know business what I'm saying fan. beyond music. You know, and like yeah. to be to come from the hood and where he came from, from selling dope and then rapping and then right. taking that and then expanding it into business moves. It's great. You know, what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Jay, yeah, Jay Jay is the definition of mobile. What well, to be a to be a, a rap billionaire and then and to be in the game for this long still right. rapping and still right. gaining respect? That's that's not it's not realistic. Right. You have a two year span in the hip hop industry.
1: That's mm. what it is. Mm. It's tough. <laughs> that's tough. So let's focus back on you, DJP, for real. So what tips? Would you share for like early on DJs who are trying to like level up, trying to grow their brand? What are those kind of tips you'd share with them?
2: Don't do it. No, no, no. Don't <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, do something else. No, no. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not definitely not easy, and especially if you live in a time now where it's so accessible to be a DJ or oh, mainly almost anything you want to be because yeah. it's the technology. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So rather than back in the day where you had to actually had to buy equipment and buy records and you know right. so you had to be totally invested into it to actually become a DJ or just mm-hmm. anything like that so um I think now it's just being consistent and doing something slightly new because uh, almost everything I'm not going to say almost everything has been done but right. a lot has been done you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying so what is going to make you stand out and be different from what We've all seen already right. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying we all seen DJs we all seen producers we are all seen people Get on stage Pop lock back flip And do whatever else But what is going to make you A little different You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. So I mean I think that's why I take pride in my transitions And In how I Control the party And control the crowd You yeah. know what I'm saying Yeah, yeah. No, dope.
1: no so. I like that So Let's put you on the spot A little bit Do you have a minimum That you charge the club For you to come DJ On a night
2: Um Uh, Yeah, for the most part, you know, like honestly, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I don't.
1: Ain't coming out for less than a hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. I don't,
2: but like, gotta be realistic. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm celebrity, quote unquote, but I'm not superstar celebrity. You know what I'm saying? So, even with that being said, like, I don't do. I wouldn't do anything for less than five hundred an hour. You know what I'm saying? And for an hour and a half, pushing it. So that's my that's my set rate. And then everything else that comes after. So, if you, I don't know if y'all know how the club scene is or the music industry, but you know, people want their song played, whatever case right, might right. be. So, usually you walk out on a, on a decent night, for about $2,000. Gotcha. So like, you I play day. this tonight. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, I charge two guys to get their song played for 500 a piece, so maybe $600 a piece. So I'm walking out with about fifteen to $2,000. Nice.
0: nice.
2: On a good day. You know she what I'm saying? A few hours of your time. A hours of my know. time. Yeah, you got to make it make sense. Yeah,
0: makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah make you, it make sense. You got
1: to make the numbers make sense mm-hmm. for sure. So, okay, we can kind of do like rough math on that. But like, what is your schedule like as a DJ?
2: Um, Like weekly? Or?
1: Yeah, like what's your weekly schedule like? I know we're in COVID now. So I know you were traveling before that.
2: Covid so. doesn't exist in Atlanta.
1: Oh, clearly, <laughs> <laughs> George there's, doesn't live here.
0: There's no covid. I see the videos. Wait, is covid there? Hey, covid is not. Covid skipped over. Covid that? skipped over Atlanta. You uh, know. Yeah.
1: Um, for our <laughs> listeners, we are in person today in Atlanta.
2: So. <laughs> um, ah. Uh,
1: so let's talk about your schedule before covid.
2: Okay, so pre-covid. Uh, PC. Yeah, PC, (laughs) pre-COVID, I DJed kind of the same amount now. I kind of DJ more now than pre-COVID. Which is crazy. Yeah, so.
1: But it makes sense because you don't really need travel time. Like if you're just DJing in Atlanta now, like you can get here to there.
2: Pre-COVID, I was traveling a lot, Yeah, obviously. So I was doing a lot with Uzi and I'll be traveling. Um, I have my own gigs in Vegas and LA and Canada. Yeah. So I will fly back and forth to Vegas. I think I was 2019. I was in Vegas probably like 35 times for the year. Mm-hmm. Cause I had a residency in Vegas. Um, I had a residency in Canada. Uh, I forgot what it was passport,
1: passport fool. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah.
2: And then yeah, it was, it was it was fun. You know what I'm saying? Like it's cool traveling different places and doing your job and people like you for what you do. You know, it, it was fun. Um, it's definitely profitable. You know hiring
0: Uh-oh.
2: Uh-oh. <laughs> but um, yeah now I guess during COVID or was it kind of post COVID like what, what's going on like, whatever <laughs> whatever whatever part of COVID we're in now I mean I-, I DJ about six times a week I have one day off Wednesday so nice listen it doesn't matter how much money I have I get to the bag you know what I'm saying Uh-oh. Like <laughs> I make the money I- I'm not bougie that's one thing I learned from my father like he 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 did very well in his career he made a lot of money but he did not stop hustling or grinding Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying I take that because you like I said in the industry you never know right
0: Right. it's almost like like Kevin Hart right like arguably to some people he's not really that funny right Mm -hmm. or maybe like his his little gimmicky (coughs) some people are like oh okay like like, I'm I'm cool with Kevin Hart right but he's he's a great businessman Right, he he understands that like everything is a window, right? I'm gonna fit it all through this window. Yep. Why? Because you, you can't never get too hot on your high horse. Like, think I'm gonna be the man forever, mm-hmm. right? There's only so many people that have that just you know get that opportunity where it's like you're relevant for th- three, four, five decades, yeah. right? And so if you, I think humility is a cornerstone of longevity, right? Yeah. So that like if you think about like athletics, it's like okay, cool, you're in the NFL, you have like four or five seasons. What did you do with that if money? If that, right? Mm-hmm. If, if that, right? What did you do with that money to be to sustain yourself beyond that? Or yeah. did you be naive and I'm gonna oh, be Tom Brady, I'm gonna be around for 14 <laughs> seasons, and then you get hurt and you're done, and you know you don't have money anymore? So
2: I think I think that's smart. I think uh, Kevin, like I said, for example, the Kevin Hart thing. People you might not think he's funny, but you're gonna talk about him. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's mm-hmm. that's within itself was is, is amazing. Right. And I, I think, I, and then you go people like. MC Hammer That had 20 million dollars okay. And blew it Where they have nothing You know what I'm saying Sorry. But you're still going Through that stupid Hammer dance But yeah. he's broke <laughs> You know what I'm saying Gosh. So I mean I think I think it's whatever Way you want to take it Like You're going to talk About Kevin Hart and how he's not funny Or whatever you feel About him You know what I'm saying But you're still Going to talk about him He's still going to Make his bag You All know right. what I'm saying And
0: That's that so. Facts on fast
1: Yeah so As far as like You mentioned Investing into yourself so how do you figure out how much money you should like reinvest into yourself? How much you should put into other investments? Of course, you gotta spend what you gotta spend, but also you're in like a flashy industry. Mm. Entertainment is flashy for sure. So like, how do you figure out how much you're gonna spend on you know your visuals, your clothes, you know whatever kind of toys versus like what you're reinvesting into yourself?
2: One thing, oh, I'm sorry I keep referring to my father, but this is because I grew up in the industry, and you know he's still
0: in the industry to this day. But but one thing I've learned is that What's going on guys George Atchampong here Founder of Pocket Advisor The number one financial social network Where we do money together If you've been looking for a community Of like-minded aspiring First generation millionaires Who are marching towards financial freedom Then look no further Pocket Advisor is here Pocket Advisor is a financial social network Where it's led by a variety of experts, right? We're talking about tax experts, certified financial planners, personal finance, you name it, we got it. And we are your money mentors, right? So if you've ever had a financial goal, um, milestones that you wanted to achieve, Pocket Advisor is the community that's gonna help you achieve that. We have monthly challenges, right? To make this process more fun. You're gonna get ongoing accountability. There's gonna be classes, Workshops, I mean, everything you can think of to make sure that you can achieve your financial goals, right? And the best part about it is there's a feature called Axe Penny, right? You gotta love it. And that is your financial advisor in your pocket. So if you ever have a question, right? There's something ever that's on your mind, you're like, you know what? I really want a sounding board for someone who knows what they're talking about. I don't wanna have to go to Google and decipher between the Um, you know, millions of search results, I want to know that someone can give me some sound insight on a specific financial decision. And that's what you get a chance to do via Pocket Advisor. So if you want to learn more, click the link in the show notes and sign up today, right? Like there's just a, it's a great community of people. You're going to have exactly what you need to achieve your goals. And we can't wait to have you. But
2: one thing I've learned is that you create who you want to be Perceived as You know what I'm saying So mm-hmm. Like my dad was never flashy But he's super respected Right You know what I'm saying So he could walk in any room But people like Oh Prince Paul Like when I first I don't know I mean I hope he doesn't hear this But when I first met Pharrell Like when my dad first met Pharrell I was there He got on his knees And bowed to my dad Now I look at, my, I look at Pharrell as like
0: you know what yeah. I'm saying Like I think he's like
2: One of the best producers of All the time I listen to All the nerd albums And Search Up Was one of the best albums I listen to it every day For like a year Right So I look at Pharrell Like as like That guy Yeah mm. So when he gets down On his knees And bows to my dad I'm like Him? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying That's like, your kid? He wears a white t-shirt Around every day You know what I'm saying But like But like It just goes to show Like You Whoever you perceive to be Or whoever you're Comfortable Within yourself, and however you want to be respected, the same is gonna come from somebody else or some or whoever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, the rappers that have all this jewelry and, and I'm not saying it's bad. You know what I'm saying? Or they think they have to be somebody to or to create an image to be somebody or be, to fit right. into the game. Mm-hmm. That's just them. You know what I'm saying? I, I think it's kind of a look like, at almost an insecurity thing as well. You know what I'm saying? But you know, to each his own. For me, I not me like that. Like I have a, a ring, I have a bracelet, I tuck it, you know what I'm saying? But I want people to like me for me, you know what I'm saying? Respect me for my own work and then I, I you know. Exactly.
1: So not investing a lot in like clothes or things like that as far as building your brand.
2: I mean no I'm not. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm fly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a jiggy guy alright. Like, I have a we lot of sneakers and yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. so
1: I feel like that same way about Georgia and I. So Georgia and I we do, we do business together so we understand like how big marketing is and so part of like marketing is you know us looking good. So you know look good, feel good. So yeah. it's not that we overextend our Ourselves to really You know Make that happen But we know that it's An investment in ourselves Right To invest into your Your brand And what you look like Definitely So yeah. how are you Reinvesting in yourself Like as a DJ And like building up Those skills Or your brand Like how are you doing that Yeah
2: So I think There's always um, In the music industry There's always um, You can only get So far By doing Music right. You know what I'm saying Like mm-hmm. It's like how I think the only exception in the music industry is Drake. Like he yeah. he is he is the exception to the code of rap and like whatever he has going on. I've never seen that in my life. He could put a song out and it go platinum and it could be good or bad. He's an exception, right? right. But usually in the real life rap world, that doesn't happen, right? right. So you do you rap, you do good, or you DJ, you do good, right? And then that's it. So I, you have to often think outside the box so which is why I started my own clothing company which is for real clothing Just doing cool you know what I'm saying it's still building i um, invest uh, investing into I like, got an Airbnb you know what I'm saying just, you gotta put I put my money into the different things that's gonna make me consistent money right you know right. what I'm saying and um, I, I just think a lot, especially like in the music industry a lot of rappers and stuff they don't really know that Mainly because they never they don't they they didn't come from it right yeah you know so.
1: yeah that makes a lot of sense but also being an entrepreneur and being your own business you get like tax write offs right mm-hmm. so do you take advantages of those are you mindful of those during the year yeah are censored, I mean putting
2: you on the spot no 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 I mean that's cool like I, I remember growing up like my dad this accountant calling I don't know you ever heard of Bert Mm-hmm. Burt Adele was my dad's accountant oh, back right. in the day so. Okay. Um, you know, He passed away he God bless his soul But he, um, he told, I remember one year He told my dad He's like Look Paul You have to spend I think it was like $200,000 Or something like that You have to spend this You know what I'm saying So he bought an entire studio You know what I'm saying Bought a few cars You know what I'm saying But he take that And you know I, I, I learn a lot from that And I kind of do the same thing I, and <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what, what I do But you know <laughs> yeah. I make it make sense So
1: yeah but no that makes sense because I'm thinking more for like you know people who are new to the entertainment industry or like new to DJing and don't understand from a business perspective you are a business yeah you are your own business yeah exactly yeah. so you you can take advantage of those like different write offs and things like that yeah
2: so. definitely that but that has to be learned you know what that I'm saying it's, it's right. not, that's, that's definitely something that you're not really you're not really um taught especially in the music industry like you have to really want to learn that you know like that's why you have a lot of rappers and anybody in the industry is ignorant to the business world because they don't want to learn they mm-hmm. really rather hire somebody to do it and then years on down the line they get fucked over because they didn't know right. Right, you know what I'm like right. saying
1: didn't so, hire the right people or person right I know um, some
0: people like people always think delegating it's just like delegating stuff you don't know how to do. Yeah, it's, not yeah. it's not always just delegating stuff you don't know how to do. It's mm-hmm. delegating things that don't necessarily make as much sense for you to focus on because right. you're better at something else or you need to focus your time on being the better future, Yeah, right? Like, I, I'm sorry,
2: I'm going to cut you off. Like, yeah. yeah, like I... I don't I'm not saying like you gotta be like you gotta be an accountant and right, be a, right. a rapper, but I'm saying know something about it. Know something. Do you know what I'm saying? You see, it's like you can at least find like, out. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, like, and yeah. then once you know something, you could hire you can hire the correct people that you you know what I'm saying, you can Yeah, make that.
1: no, you're right. Like I have a client, he's a professional athlete, and I won't tell anything more about that because he had an advisor for like I think six years and you know because he hired that advisor he thought he never needed to check on his investments Mm he never needed to check on his accounts like you already know where this story is going Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I had to come in and play cleanup crew uh to just like a big mess because you know he never checked on it so it's just the point of you know making sure that you're keeping track of everything to a certain extent. Like, you know, you can hire multiple professionals. So you can hire, you know, somebody to come in and give a once-over look of another professional's work. So you have a CPA. You've been working with that CPA for, like, five years. Maybe you have somebody else come in mm-hmm. and do a review.
0: Right. It's almost like, you know, so if you get diagnosed with, like, an a, a illness or something, right? Like, wouldn't you want to get a second opinion, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, any major important financial decision, it's like... It might make sense to either one you pay close attention to it after someone else is doing it or two always maybe every so often just get a second set of eyes on it you know what i'm saying like does this make sense like would you do it like this it could be a friend that you have who maybe you don't know, do business with but they're in that same industry so yeah. i think there's ways to like checks and balance like you can't get so like lost in the sauce of like what you do that you don't take time to zoom out and like just make sure everything is working how it's supposed to be
2: working yeah i never understood how you i mean i i totally get like you're in the zone and like you're doing your thing but I cannot not worry about my financial or my money or what's going on right. with my... You know what I'm saying? That's at a point where people don't even know what's in
0: their bank account. That's right. That's why yeah. And like I said, I know... Right.
2: And unfortunately, I know a lot of people like that. Like, in the industry, like, they just like... Mm. So... Do okay. they have somebody else doing it for them? Yeah, like? but they, they just, like, just don't know. Like, they just don't know what's in their account. They don't know their they don't know they that. literally just
1: swipe until yeah. they can't swipe yeah. anymore. like it's just like yes yeah, a and lot so, of people and so i would say that like it is sad it's unfortunate like you need to be keeping up with your stuff but i learned so much about trauma like really starting with the me too movement i learned a lot about trauma and then with covid coming on board like even more about trauma and so i had a client come to me and she had what was financial trauma. So as a financial advisor, I'm mainly talking to people about their investments, right? But I can't ignore their like financial behavior. Mm-hmm. So I can't ignore why they do the things that they do financially. And so a lot of people don't check their bank account, or they don't check their investment accounts. They don't go behind their CPA because of financial trauma, Mm -hmm. and with financial trauma meaning that most oftentimes they grew up with a lack of money. Mm -hmm. So they get to a point where they feel like, okay, I've got money coming into my account, so I know roughly, like you know, I know I make you know five grand a month, so I know I can pay my rent, I can pay my car note, and then you know I can swipe for whatever I need. So. Because of financial trauma, you don't want to actually look in your account. You don't want to actually see the numbers in there. Mm -hmm. You don't want to see that you're really close to being at zero Mm -hmm. at the end of the month because of that financial trauma.
0: It's almost like how we we used to be in school... And then it's about, <coughs> so, you know, the grades about to roll out. You don't really want to, like, you kind of like cover the screen, like, <laughs> right, you don't know exactly right, what you got. Mm-hmm. And that's how people are with their bank accounts, right? It's just like, damn, I don't want to have a weekend come. You kind of was blowing the bag over the weekend.
1: Exactly. And you just
0: don't want to check, right? And that just, it just spirals into, like, you know, just more and more bad decisions. Yeah,
1: and, and the best way to combat that, in my opinion, is for you to understand and accept that at this point, you are not without. So I always ask my clients, I'm like, well, are you at a position now where you feel like you don't have enough money? You're paying me. So typically the answer is no. I feel like I have enough, like I know I can get by. And so I'm like, Okay. so understanding that you're at a good position financially like that should help to take some of the burden off. And that's not how financial trauma works. That's just not how trauma works. But if you can just kind of get into that mindset of like, no, I do have enough enough to meet my needs and more is coming. So I try to promote that abundance mindset financially that, okay, more money is coming. It doesn't mean that we're going to be irresponsible with what we have (laughs) or go into a lot of debt to show off, but it just means that, you know, we're being mindful of that. So with that, what projects do you have coming up, DJP For Real?
2: Um, Projects. Project-wise, just probably my clothing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, um, that's that's honestly my next big investment that I'm investing into right now. Like just putting it into my clothing. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna move forward with that because I also learned that money sitting in your account is not making new, new it. money. It's, it's just false sitting. security. And I learned that black folk like to save money because especially if you you didn't come from anything. And then you make a little bit of money, Mm -hmm. they're like, Ooh, I don't know, I ain't gonna lose this. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna be back to where I came from. So, black folk like to just hold on to money and harbor it and then don't do nothing with it. Now, it's either just sitting in your account or you save it for a day where you might really need it, which is fine. But then that money could have been made into something a whole lot more. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Which the black community isn't aware of. Like, we don't, um, we're not educated. Uh, well the mass of black people aren't educated enough to know that you could take your money and flip it 9,000 different ways and right. make more money right. without le- legally <laughs> you know what I'm saying like you know what I'm saying and like so I, I think we're uh, ignorant to that and you know like
1: yeah, but that's something that like we see you doing well. Mm-hmm. You're taking your money and you're investing it back into yourself, mm-hmm. like into your clothing line, like you're betting on yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think the problem is like it, it goes back to what you said about trauma, right? Like if you come from a place of scarcity and you get a little a little money, it's like, ooh, like I'm gonna just I'm protecting it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm afraid to let it go mm-hmm. because I'm afraid it might not come back to me. Yeah. Right? But when you truly understand how money works, like why wouldn't I do the Airbnb, right? Mm-hmm. Like and it's a short-term rental, I'm on getting hundred dollars a day. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. I put it in a clothing line? Spend a little bit of money on ads. I'm getting three three to one return on ads. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but you're scared. You're scared. Yeah. Then you don't know. Right. Yeah. So I think it's just important. Platforms like this are important. What's going on, guys? George Atchampong here, founder and managing partner of CapitalWise. And CapitalWise is a boutique financial planning firm serving first generation millionaires. So uh, we only take on about 25 new clients a year. But if you are someone who is approaching or already making seven figures, but you're looking for somebody to coordinate your financial team, right? You know that there's a, a maybe a bookkeeper or a tax preparer, a tax planner, a financial advisor, an investment advisor, a CPA. Like There's all these different people that are responsible for helping you achieve your financial goals. But it's like You need somebody to help you coordinate all that. You need a strategy. You have all the pieces to the puzzle or you're trying to get those pieces together, but you're still concerned with how they all fit. Right. And that's the work that we do with our first generation millionaire clients at Capital Y. So again, if you are um, closely approaching seven figures or you're already at seven figures and beyond in revenue um, as a business owner or income as an individual then this process is probably right for you so if you want to see if you're eligible to apply click the link in the show notes or just go to capitalwise.co and check out our plan section and you'll learn a little bit more about what our process is all about and if you're a great great fit for us we'd love to be your financial ceo to coordinate your entire financial team platforms like this are important um, just educate people. Like there's so many ways. My my personal term that I've coined is called is eclectic equity. Right. It's like you can get money always and always. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many ways to get money. Yeah. You know what I'm
1: saying there are a million ways to get money, but you just need to choose one.
0: You gotta choose. You gotta choose. Yeah.
1: You like that? Okay. You like
0: yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. You know what's funny? That made me think about something too. I heard earlier this week too. It's like. You can learn from somebody who's not the best, and as long as you double down on focusing on learning something, you'll still win. Right. You know what I'm saying? So for example, like I don't agree with Dave Ramsey's teaching, but there's been there's been people who are millionaires that follow Dave Ramsey, right? Mm-hmm. I don't agree with everything Gary Vee says, I don't agree with everything anybody says, right? The, the concept is, what people do though in the age of information, is they just grab a little bit of everything and they do nothing with it, mm-hmm. right? So, like It's okay to consume information, it's okay to listen to this podcast, but choose a lane and do it. If you're going to do mm-hmm. Airbnb and short-term rentals, do that. Don't learn about it and then say, well, maybe I can do wholesaling. Maybe I can do multifamily. Just pick one. You mm-hmm. be, you're you going to become a millionaire doing one. Even if it's the, the lowest on the total. Even yes. if it's single-family homes. Which yes. is, you know, arguably people don't like that as a path to wealth. Um, but just pick one. Now, if you don't take nothing else away from this episode, pick a path.
2: People are scared of the unknown. Yeah. You know I'm saying like people are scared of what they can't see. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah, it's, it's that's like, why
0: real estate
1: investing Is so popular mm-hmm. Because you can literally touch It's <laughs> tangible I yeah. can feel it
0: yeah. mm-hmm. so, Y'all talking about that On the, uh, on the IG live uh, Yesterday right? Yeah
1: we are I thought you were calling me out what? Because I said I don't really care So I've had rental properties And I don't care for that That's not my lane I like REITs Real estate investment trust I just put money into it You know It does it's thing I don't high, have 90% to 90% of the cash flow yeah, okay. yeah they gotta pay out dividends for sure it's still caveats to that but in yeah. general premise like yeah. I don't like actual rental properties and I know from first hand experience like even if you have a management company between you and your tenant like you still have stuff that you gotta deal with mm-hmm. and if you are cost effective cost conscious like mm-hmm. me you're gonna be like man you know dang he wants $400 to do that I know how to do that why don't I just go over there and do it like so I'm just like yeah I don't want that stress. So You got to You got yeah, to yeah you got to pick what works for you. <clears throat> right. So the clothing line works for you.
2: Yeah. Like that that's my lane, you know what I'm saying? Cuz I I built a name for myself to the point where okay, I, I still have to work, but then I don't have to do that much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not calling myself lazy, right. but I'm also not um ignorant to the fact that I'm not in the fashion industry, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it... You got to take that. I take that into consideration because I'm not um, in the fashion industry, (laughs) but but, you know what I'm saying. But I know what looks good. I know what people like. I know you know what I'm saying. So um, along, I mean, what I built myself up to be, and then um, where I know what I like and what looks good. You know. Yeah, and like
1: there's some there's some pointers that George and I can take for our financial planning business that we are implementing that you do really well, which is like you've made the the clothing line like elite mm-hmm. so you only sell a certain amount mm-hmm. you know tell us cool. about that you you tell us
2: yeah so um i learned that people often want something that they can't have mm-hmm. right so it's like money right so you everyone wants money so the man one the one. One. <laughs> yeah 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 let <laughs> so yeah. me yeah yeah exactly yeah. so Oh, you know, with that being said, I took that and I was like, you know, my designs doesn't have to be amazing or super intense. But the fact that I'm only making this amount and you have to come get it when, when I have it, if not, it's gone. I don't restock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Once it's gone, it's gone.
0: You know what else that does, too? It helps you. It probably I would imagine like a kind of a side, by the way, benefit is like it helps you lose your profit margins, too. Mm-hmm. right? Because if you just like are kind of chasing like, oh, well, we're kind of running along this. Let me re-up on this. Mm-hmm. And maybe somebody might buy that. You just kind of decide on the front end, like this what we gonna do, mm-hmm. and then it's like you already know what you are gonna spend on it, mm-hmm. and it is what it is. So I kind
2: of yeah. like that. Yeah, and, and then and then it also gives me a chance to price it to almost whatever I want. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not I'm not saying I'm at that level of like a Louis Vuitton or right, right. where I can make it insane, but I can make it exclusive enough to the point where okay, I can sell this hoodie for a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm tripling my profit. You know, if I, if I get the hoodie made for ooh, 35 dollars right. which is yeah. high yeah, you, you yeah, pay yeah. 35 dollars to get a hood, one hoodie made that's yeah. expensive
0: right so it's, a, it's an uncensored podcast so we like to give gems and give people tangible information we know at the end of the day a lot of people don't execute anyway so even if you share it nobody's going to bite you yeah <laughs> 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 right, right, right Right. so where so talk, talk us through the merch development process right so mm-hmm. you you have an idea you mock it up on the clothes whatever mm-hmm. like where you get your, Give us the game. Give us a little game. All right. So like,
2: like, like you know, growing up in the industry and you know, seeing you know the flash, the glamour, what people like to wear, and people, people looking mm-hmm. good. Um, I take that, especially with the R's. I am. I'm, I'm with. He's. A, he's. A, you know. He's definitely fashion forward. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Wait. Didn't he
1: just? Was that him? Did yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He has a dummy It's a twenty four million dollars. $24 million dollar diamond in the middle of his forehead. So wow. Yeah,
1: that's okay.
2: a, that's a yeah. good thing. That's a thing, right? Yeah. Hey. hey. You know,
1: a hey, hey, you know? Have you seen, <laughs> tickle, huh? Have you seen it? Yes. Okay. It's, yes, yes.
2: It's, it's, it's definitely real. It's um, noticeable though? Yes. Oh, okay. yeah, this. Yes, yes, yes. If you're sitting right here or if <laughs> yeah. you're across the room, you go see that
0: diamond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. $24 million dollar diamond right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. a yeah. whole <laughs> new definition to put money
1: in your
0: okay. head. It scares me a little yeah. bit. So
1: why? Oh, because it's, it's
2: Security Yeah oh, sure, sure. Like man yeah, people, people Yeah, yeah It's, yeah, it's just a lot
1: As a as a, a tall, woman gosh.
2: In particular mm-hmm. yeah. yeah Yeah It's intense But um <laughs> <laughs> But uh Um Just hey, Growing up in the industry And seeing You know what people like You are know, Seeing I don't know I'm pretty old But Dapper Dan You know what I'm saying Back in the day You used to make Louis Vuitton pieces And some jackets And stuff like that mm-hmm. Whatever So now we're here So now I know what people like. and What people like to wear. My simplicity of my product is not. It's not super intense. It's not like to the point where like, hmm, would I wear that? Yeah. No. It's gonna be like I'm gonna put this on because it's so cool. Right, right. Like you don't even have to know who I am because it's not my DJ name on it. It's Pharrell apparel. So, um, I, I, I take that, and I I got a few designs I created. I work. Have you heard of God's Dope? Yeah. And so the owner of Guys Dope, his name is one of the owners of Guys Dope, is Vito. Um, I went to school with him. He was like, I was like one of the first people that got one of his shirts. Mm -hmm. Took the picture, blew up, did really well. So he's like, yo, you know, big bro, whatever you need, blah, 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 which is cool. You know what I'm saying? So he helped me on a few of my designs and I made it exclusive. You know what I'm saying? My first drop, I sold out in a day. Um, No, I'm not going to lie. Two days. Two days, right? I think I got like 50 pieces. So I have two days. I marked them up twice. Twice of what I paid for. So, yeah. I think I got each t-shirt for... Because it had three colors. For like $12, $15 a piece, I sold for 50 You know what I'm saying? So, um, $50 a piece, I sold. I had 50 pieces. Didn't matter.
1: Yeah. All right. So, hey, talk dirty to us. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know.
2: So, but that's the, that's the fashion industry, right? right? Anything, probably the clothes... That's that it I have,
1: everything, though.
2: Yeah, probably just just jacket. was probably what? Probably... Teniles to make like My denim jacket Yeah Right But but it was up charged. <laughs> right You know what I'm saying Yeah It's the brand Right so It's, 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 it it's the power of brand
0: mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying It's like A hit song His song isn't made His song His song is marketed Right mm-hmm. And so it's like When you can curate A brand around something A Haynes t-shirt Can turn into You know A Louis V t-shirt Now granted You can You might have some people That like really care about Like the fabric quality And all that bullshit But like More than, more than likely It's the brand Perfect. Right
2: exactly. I'm glad you said that. Hanes, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so y'all know Supreme.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Supreme T-shirts are Hanes T-shirts, and it says Hanes on the package. Like wild. And they they stitch Supreme on the bottom, real small. And it was what? What is it? Now it's a fifty dollars shirt. Crazy. 50, it's fifty dollars pack of white shirts. Are
1: those fifty dollars? I thought they were more than that.
2: More than that, like hundred dollars. Yeah, probably. I thought 100. they
1: were like two hundred.
2: No, for for the pack of yeah, white right. shirts. Maybe
1: ninety.
0: Yeah, something some stupid. Oh, you mean just the pack a plain the white a pack, yeah, pack of plain white Supreme
2: shirts. Oh, oh, oh!
1: The Diamond
0: Supreme
2: shirts are oh, out of okay. here. You know?
1: Yes, right. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm
0: saying? My
2: Supreme hoodie was five hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? But it's the cheapest material ever. Right. But they, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's and why
1: I see a lot of stuff that's Supreme, and I'm like, is that real or fake?
2: Just because oh. it looks, it looks so cheap. cheap, and it feels cheap. But they don't care because they're gonna buy it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Right. Why won't we upgrade our product right. and they're, make it? Their
0: margins is just crazy. It's insane. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If y'all gonna buy it regardless, yeah, that's, that's crazy. crazy. That's the power. That's the that's the power of brand. Yeah. Put it on anything. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but I mean that's but that's like a lot of luxury items though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. they're just <laughs> it's not amazing. Like
0: you really just gotta decide. Like you really, you really just gotta decide. Like. I'm gonna be free. right? At the end of the day, right? That's really how simple it is, right? And then think about who you're appealing to once you make that decision. And the, the, the caveat, though, is you can't renege though. Like, once you put yourself out to be that, like, if you stick to that, people will buy into it. It's almost like if you go to, like, an establishment, right? And it's like they're being super bougie about who can get in, what you can wear, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, a big event comes to town and they compromise on that just because they wanna get some money. Now, your loyal patrons are like, nah, like, they, you know, they used to be exclusive. Now they're going to stop fucking with you. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? So it's like really, you just got to make a decision. That premium is your route. Don't compromise. And then decide how you're going to position yourself to the people that look for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That's true. Yeah, that's real. You
0: can't get weary. People get weary. As, oh, I'm not
1: getting as many customers
0: right now.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. You I'm cannot right with what you were restarting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you're going to go high, you got to stay high. You got to stay high. If you're going to go medium, stay medium. Stay
0: medium. Right? <laughs> you can't go. You can't go a medium and then maybe go up a little bit but it's, yeah. but it's, it's a lot harder to like switch right? for yeah. example Hyundai like Hyundai is now trying to come out with these more premium like lights without I don't know so I'm trying to figure that out <laughs> but Hyundai you know about 10 years ago they decided let's do the Genesis let's do this but it's taking them so much longer because people always see it as the Hyundai like mm-hmm. my mom had a Hyundai like 20 years ago mm-hmm. and that's the only image in my head. It's like that was a little, you know, sign no, Mom, I hope you don't mind me talking about your cars. <laughs> but you know, so it's, it's like just decide. Are you gonna be middle market, be middle market and kill it. Are you gonna be premium, be premium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, yes and no. Let me play devil's advocate because that's yeah. like my. Like, think about take Banana Republic for example. Banana Republic, like in the mall, they got mm-hmm. the stores, right? They got the online. Cool. They got that kind of like more middle middle tier kind of product. But they also have Banana Republic outlet. Mm-hmm. And what people don't realize oftentimes is those outlets, like, those products that are in those outlets, they're not Banana Republic, like, items people didn't want. They are specifically made for paint. that lower tier. But they're oh, wow.
2: actual defects. I
1: think we have that. No, no, no. So sometimes they are, like, defects. But a lot of times they actually make specific outlet items. Mm-hmm. So they are a, a cheaper product. Right. So... You know, once you get that big, I guess. Yeah, I mean I think there's all, there's always
0: exceptions to Depending the rule. You know, for example, like I don't think they own them anymore, but at one point McDonald's owned uh what's not Chipotle, but Mull's the, the what is it, the burrito spot? Yeah, a little right. private right. Owned. Now McDonald's could have just added burritos to the menu, right? But they knew it was a totally different audience. Right. You see what I'm saying? So there's situations if you have the, the infrastructure and the resources to like, all right, I'm gonna this is my premium brand, it's gonna be my middle market brand, you can do that. But for most small business owners, like you, got to decide. I don't, right? I, yeah.
2: burrito, <laughs> I don't think I eat a McDonald's yeah, burrito. By the way, I don't think I eat a McDonald's burrito. It might be fire though. a like, McDonald burrito? Even if it was the <laughs> same <laughs> burrito that they were selling at it's, it's <laughs> like people <laughs> like mm, McDonald burrito. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: So it's like you know
2: you yeah. eat. That, that,
0: that's the power of the internet, though. We want to take like a quick pivot. Is like digital real estate, right? It's like if I wanted to stand up a physical store. And I had like two different ideas. It'd be pretty hard to do. It'd be capital intensive to stand up a clothing store, right? And then say, I'm going to do this other brand to appease the middle market. But on the internet, you literally like can create a brand. No one even knows you're behind. It can be completely different than another brand. You get some ads, get some good visuals. Like ads change the game for me. And that's my brand. That's what I want to do
2: with my, with my clothing line. Yeah. I want to create something that you didn't even know I was involved in, right? right. Like I want it to be beyond me. Right? Like, it's still connected to me because it's still For Real Apparel. Like, it's my right. name, obviously, but it's not P For Real. It's not right. DJ P For Real. This is For Real Apparel. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to build it. I wanted to build it within itself. That makes sense. Like, I wanted it to be created to its own yep. thing. So.
0: It's almost like you leverage, you leverage it to get, like, your. Street credit, your credibility to start it, but then you like slowly like mm-hmm. get get away from it, so mm-hmm. that way you can stand on its own. Hey, so now my, hey. my friend, my friend says like it makes you uncancelable, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. like even if you don't fuck with me, like you still don't fuck you, my, you yeah. still fuck yeah. my brain because yeah. yeah. you don't know, you don't necessarily know I'm connected to it, mm-hmm. right? And so that's always the. Bill. You know I saying? mean, isn't
1: that the goal for like a lot of people? Not everybody, but for a lot of people is to be able to do like the Bezos move to be able to say, like, yeah, I, I've stepped away mm. from actually being involved in the process. And, yeah. you know, my brand has grown to be so big Yeah because it's not attached to me.
2: What is was he making like $139 million a day? Bro, mm. it's, 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 That's it's like, insane. Siri.
0: Hey, Siri. How much? Oh, it's connected to the joint. <laughs> Which actually is good <laughs> because they can hear it on the episode. <laughs> Uh, but we won't be able to hear it. Hey Siri, hey Siri, all right, how much does Jeff Bezos make a day? According to Kakandia.com, according to a report published by Business Insider in 2019, Bezos makes an estimate of $2,489 every second and $149,353 every minute of the day. 150 grand every minute Okay but times that (laughs) by
1: like 4 Because now we're in COVID That was 2019 It's 2021 now Uh, Amazon through the roof I googled it
2: the other day He makes 139 million dollars a day That is nuts Mm -hmm. He's expected to be the the, He's expected a day 139 a day
0: That's crazy He's
2: expected to be the first trillionaire
0: that's, what am I doing wrong? Like, what? I don't know, we all got the same twenty four hours. So like, what are we doing? Wrong? And now it's even high, It might be even higher than that, because like I just did some rough math. It's like two hundred fourteen million a day.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, based upon yeah, that's insane. What do you do with that money? How do you spend that? You can't spend that. You can't.
0: Um, but but even then, like you said earlier, like you know, no matter how much money I got, I don't sit on. You know, I'm gonna still keep hustling. It's like you got people like i are like, yeah, not, not necessarily striving for that, but it's like. You can't get lazy. You can't get lax. Like, it's so much money out here. You know what I'm saying? And it's not even about you. It's about your legacy. Like, mm-hmm. most people I'm connected to, it for me the first, maybe not you, because it sounds like your dad was the man, but, like, first yeah. generation millionaires. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know i am be the first millionaire in my family. Mm-hmm. Right? And so it's like, you got to move totally different because you've never seen the blueprint before. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you got to lay that for the next generation. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, man. It's a lot of money to be made out here, yeah. It's still tripping. How lights just like really just cut off. Yeah, we're really
1: it. sitting in the dark right now, but it's okay. Yeah, it's so all A good little, little light. So let's let's wrap this thing up. So there's one question that we like to ask at the end of the uncensored show, and that is, hey, we got lights. We got light, let's <laughs> lights. Sure.
2: <laughs> and <Call him> Jesus.
1: <laughs> so our last question that we like to ask is, what does living your life uncensored
2: mean hmm. to you? Living my life uncensored mean to me. Well to me, I think that means being able to be financially free, but not to the point where I'm making myself broke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Having fun. Mm-hmm. Not too much fun, you know? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I I think, to me, I think it's it's having a a good medium of, like, you know what I'm saying? Of living and enjoying your life, but then also be disciplined to the point where, okay, I'm still down here to... No,
1: come on. Living life uncensored. Completely uncensored. Like... Keep for real. You
2: want Alright, you want me to keep it real? You yeah. know, if you want to go buy that shirt, go buy that shirt. If you want to go buy them sneakers, buy them sneakers, go on that trip, go on that trip, right? Mm-hmm. Do it within your means.
0: That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that's me. Like
2: I, I I enjoy my life. I do what I do. I I have fun. I buy what I want to buy. It's only because I'm able to do that now. But I do it to the point where like I'm not about to go buy um, a Lambo truck. You know what I'm Uh, saying? (laughs) You know, I'm pretty sure I could do it. That's me. That's me. (laughs) But you know, that's you know. Yeah, it's not within my means right now. It's not gonna make sense. So. So Mm
0: being able to live life on your own terms within your means. Yeah, I can dig it. Yeah. What are you? uh, What are you most excited about? We got a lot of lot of 2021 left. Mm -hmm. What are you most excited about this year? Um.
2: I'm excited for COVID to be over Yeah it
0: over. You <laughs> said it <laughs>
1: skipped over
2: Atlanta I mean yeah But else, travel, yeah, it, effected, travel. it affected yeah. my work yeah, yeah. I can't travel Like I gotta travel with a mask on Like well, what so, the fuck so, <laughs> so
1: you're like for sure gonna have to get a vaccine then right Cause if you're gonna travel Who's all over the, the world Like who knows what I'm the rules are in the different countries I'm
2: not getting vaccinated, I'm definitely not getting vaccinated. There's, a, there's a hole in everything I will get the paper saying I got vaccinated But I'm not getting vaccinated Whew <laughs> a, hey I answer. think it, Like
1: honestly I'm so low On the totem pole Of getting like The vaccine I feel like by the time I would be able to get it Like it's gonna be A whole new thing So
0: I'm not getting that vaccine I'm not getting the vaccine Don't no, no, anybody who Believes in science and all
2: that good stuff. No fuck that. I'm not getting that vaccine. <laughs> <back. laughs> People's faces turn different colors and turn it sideways and no. It's like a flu shot. Like people get sick off that shit. I'm not doing that. It's population control. But it's not the day Right. Another conversation. Yeah. Right. Man, we appreciate you coming on the show. Man, it was a great uh, organic, candid
0: combo, man, and Keep doing what you're doing, man Oh, thank y'all for having me This is yeah. great I
1: We, we appreciate you yeah. being Fully uncensored with us Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah
1: So where can people Actually find you? We left that out oh,
2: yeah. Um, yeah, yeah No, it's all good Um, uh, DJP for real That's all my That's, that's D-J-P-F-O-R-R-E-A-L And that's on Twitter uh, Instagram MySpace Facebook my YouTube <laughs> YouTube Black Planet You know, whatever you want You know what I'm saying yeah.
1: <laughs> Black Planet Wait, that's a dating site
2: Wow! Yeah, I'm old. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> your,
1: this is uh, this is your Bumble. Bumble. That's that's newer, right? This went public, right? Shout out
0: Bumble. Just went public. Did it? Yeah. Are we shouting out Bumble? Oh, I don't man. know to
1: know.
0: Yeah, Bumble. I mean, yeah, they went public. Yeah, she's like the youngest woman CEO. All right, we got a lot of ladies that just
1: opened up their Bumble app. They're swiping for you right now.
2: Oh no, I'm not on Bumble, so I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just a uh, planet, planet. Black Planet. Black
2: Planet. Black, does that even exist anymore? I was just talking shit. I was just talking they shit. I just talking <laughs> shit <before. laughs> Black. It's owned by, uh, what's that company? The, uh, the big is it company. Hinge? No, it's called Black, but
0: the David Abbott's called Black. Smash.com owns them.
2: Yeah. I thought that shit was How many funny. Can we name? Anything dating platform-wise it's funny like right. Christian Mingle and Black Planet I'm like what the farmers fuck Farmer's is- Meat <laughs> like, yeah Farmer's Meat like alright Farmer's All right. Meat yeah it's that's the it's the,
1: the, the, thing. the
2: reach is insane my friend yeah. and uh,
1: uh, her husband on Christian Mingle they've been married for like 7-8 years now See, is it, it worse? yeah
2: right must work is it <laughs> worse? absolutely okay
1: so so no dating sites but you can find them on Twitter Instagram like what's what's your jam though is Instagram your jam?
2: Instagram mainly, right? Okay. I'm getting my YouTube started, y'all. So yeah, like I got to bed with me, but that's my next thing. I'm actually um about to start, you know, making videos and doing interviews and stuff too. With you, a lot of and stuff. So, you know, like, what's crazy
0: too It's like a lot of people feel like oh, I'm too late to get on stuff. And I felt like that's why I felt like. Oh, I'm too late to YouTube. Blah blah blah. But like because there's so many people on the platform and it's a search engine at the end at its core. It's like, now is a better time than any game. Kind
2: of it's never too late to do anything. That's too late to do
0: anything, yeah. for sure, for sure. That's a bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. That's People <laughs> wow. forget that. Mm-hmm. People age themselves out and price themselves out and stuff. like. What,
1: well, especially women, like, I'm going to speak for the women here. Ladies, Like you can, you can do anything at any time. We hit that, that, that mark of 30, we think life is over.
0: It's
2: definitely not it's over. It. Oh, a fucking thirty-three. It's not, it's not over
0: till it's over. <laughs> you know it's wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah, my it's my until Rona, I'm my, my girl, my Ava, Ava Duvernay. Like she didn't pick up a pen until like thirty-two. You know what I'm saying? Start writing yeah. a movie and now, and she has like all these crazy like movies and documentaries now. Yeah. See, yeah.
2: like, you just yeah. gotta start.
0: Yeah. Start where you are. Use what you can. do
1: what you
2: can use what you have but also tap in with djp for real tap in with djp for real yeah tap in with the kid djp for real uh, post production like that one djp
0: for real (laughs) (laughs) alright we appreciate
1: y'all listening thanks
0: thank y'all thank you for tuning in to an episode of the uncensored show Take at least one thing you heard today and apply it to your life immediately so that you can become one step closer to living a more meaningful and fulfilling life and aligning your resources to what matters most to you. Remember, money is just a resource to fuel your journey. The question is, what's yours?